to fight. So you need someone to fight on your behalf, to make things right. Who will stand up to the bully? Habish, Habish, and Rotier. We fight for what's right. Visit Habish.com. On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Now the pitch. Strike three looking, and this one is over. Tigers game is split in the series. Final 10-7 Detroit. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Well, the good news is the Brewers score seven runs. They hit a bunch of home runs. They do some nice things from an offensive standpoint. The bad news is it's not enough for them to win. They give up 10, and they lose today by a 10-7 score. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, live from American Family Field. Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin. He is set to join us in just a little while. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, and that's how you reach us. We are taking you all the way till midnight, the next hour and ten minutes. You will be uh, spending with us if you choose to after the Brewers uh, end up losing this one today. We'll hear the post-game comments from uh, Manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to get to between now and 12 midnight tonight. Brewers fall short against Detroit 10-7. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Boy, the quick worker. Swinging and a fly to right. Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Colton Wong. Make that three in the home run department for Colton Wong. And the Brewers have the lead. 10-7, Brewers fall short. To Detroit, 10-7. That's the score. Brewers end up uh, splitting the two-game series. Now an off day tomorrow before the Diamondbacks come in for a weekend series that will begin coming up on Thursday. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh Craig Council's already spoken with the media. We are going to uh, hear his post-game comments coming up later on in the conversation, uh, the show, whatever we want to call it. But do want to do want to preview something because uh, I feel like when you hear him say certain things in in different ways, you kind of know what to expect. And Council was asked about Keston Hira's continued slump and. He said, we've got to evaluate it. He went on to say, he's not had a good night since he came back, really. He had a decent day yesterday. We need production from that spot. That's the bottom line. It kind of felt like to me, because yesterday he he was fine yesterday, but he was fine because he hit the ball hard. He wasn't fine because he actually accomplished anything. He got a bunt down. That was that was the highlight of the day. And I'm not trying to be dismissive of what he did yesterday because there are days where you, you hit the ball really hard and you just have nothing to show for it. But again, that that matters more when, when you're somebody who's playing well and you're coming up with hits and you just kind of have an unlucky night. If If you're not swinging it well and then your best night at the plate – is a night where you hit it hard and have nothing to uh, nothing to show for it. That should be your worst day. That shouldn't be your best day. And it, it just felt like whether it was the conversations in uh, the the post game media session yesterday, even the stuff that was said uh, prior to the game today, it almost it, it felt like there was this there was this hope that. Hira yesterday just hitting the ball hard and having the success of getting the bunt down in the 10th inning that maybe that would project or lead into something, and it didn't. Today, Hira had another rough day at the plate. He goes 0 for 4, and he strikes out three times. When And I'll read you the quote again from Council, and again, we'll hear from him coming up later on in the program. When Craig Council says, we've got to evaluate it, 
He's not had a good night since he came back, really. He had a decent day yesterday. We need production from that spot. That's the bottom line. What that tells me is Keston here is not going to be on this team on Friday. Or Thursday, excuse me, when the weekend series gets started. But the problem with this, and we talked about the other day, you send him back to AAA so he can go have a 1,500 OPS again? So he can hit 380? So he can hit a home run every game? I, I just... I... I don't know what that accomplishes. And I don't, you can't let this guy just sit here either. And at some point, the confidence becomes an issue. You don't want him going 0 for 4 every night and that just being kind of instilled in him. Uh, but I mean, look, the, the guy is hitting 127. I think he's 1 for 23 since he came back from Nashville and that one hit came in his first game. Part of me wonders, and I've seen this before, part of me wonders, there's, you can be a hitter, and you might have somewhat of a hole in your swing or have something that you're just not quite doing right, and you can go down to AAA and actually not fix that and have success at AAA because AAA pitchers are not major league pitchers, right? So you can go down to AAA and have a ton of success but not actually fix the problem. Now, sometimes you go down to AAA and you fix the problem and you come back. In a way, this is going to sound really weird and convoluted where I'm going here, but just stick with me. In a way, if he ends up back at AAA and his numbers stink at AAA all of a sudden, in a way that's going to be promising to me because what that's going to tell me is he's actually kind of working on some stuff. He can hit AAA hitting, pitching. Excuse me. He, there's no issues hitting AAA pitching. Uh, but whatever the issues are at the major league level, there are things need to be fixed, and you thought maybe he had them fixed the first time he went down to AAA. It didn't work. So now what do you do to really fix him, to really change things? If there's got to be some major changes to his swing, and that's hard to do in the middle of a season, and if that means all of a sudden he can't hit AAA pitching because he's trying to work on some stuff, Fine. Like, with all due respect to the Nashville Sounds, who have won a ton of games in a row now, fine. I, I don't want it to just be a repeat of what it was before, where he goes down, destroys AAA pitching for two weeks, and then he's back here, and, and you just do this thing, and it's just rinse and repeat. Like, at this point, there's got to be something different that ends up happening. It's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to deal with, either. This is... Um, this time, him not hitting well at the big league level and the indication from Craig Council that they're going to have to evaluate his spot on the roster, all of a sudden, to me, this becomes an even bigger issue than it was previously. We can discuss this, certainly, if you want to. Uh, we'll, be, we'll have a full hour of the show after the news coming up in uh, just a moment. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. We've got some calls on hold. We'll get to you. Uh, we'll get to the text messages, the tweets. Craig Kashan from Bally Sports Wisconsin will be here. There's a lot to get to between now and 12 midnight. This is Brewers X. Extra innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. First pitch to Wong. And Wong drives one out to right center. This one's hit deep and way back there. Wong with his second home run of the night. And the Brewers get a pair on a two-run shot. It's 7-4. A lot of home runs hit in this game, but the Brewers end up falling short 10-7. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley, Craig Kishon of Valley Sports Wisconsin uh, along as well. And uh, Craig, there, there's a lot of things to get to. I just want to kind of bring you in on what I was talking about a moment ago. Craig Council's post-game comments certainly indicate when you we've learned to read between the lines when, when Council says things in certain terms, the indication would be that Keston Hira might not be on this team coming up on Thursday. And it's, that's just a – you send him back to Nashville and he goes and has a 1,500 OPS again. Like, it's just – it's a really tough situation to deal with right now. Yeah, no, I know. I was thinking the same thing. We were we were looking at numbers, you know, during the game because he just – you know, I, I don't want to see he doesn't look ready and he looks lost and all that because that's just all too easy to say when you look at a struggling baseball player. But 
we know this. It, it's not the Keston here that that uh, they drafted and developed, and and his reputation, um, his his livelihood in this game is not even close to what we've seen for whatever reason this year, and in part of last year probably too. But um, it's really too bad. I mean, I you know I think the only solution at this point is to send him back down and and you know just basically see how things go and and see when you're going to need him again. And I mean, sometimes you know guys can be struggling and and get to a point well into a season where they're not going to be able to come back here and perform for you until something something turns, something clicks, and you don't know what it is about about baseball sometimes, but. Um, you know, he's one for 23 since he yeah. has been recalled. And that one hit came in the first game that uh, that he got brought back. In some ways, if he goes back down to AAA, I might be more encouraged if the numbers go bad at AAA because what that will tell me is that he's actually fixing something. His swing as it is right now might be a swing that just destroys AAA pitching but cannot have success against Major League pitching. So if you really, if you really need to fix something, well, then go to AAA. Tell him, don't worry about your numbers. Go every single time you go to the plate, work on fixing these things. And if it means you go one for 23 at AAA as you work through it, so be it. But if if he goes and has a 1,500 OPS at AAA again, to me it just feels like you're just doing the exact same thing over again. Well, and, you know, we, we don't know exactly what their philosophy was when he went there either. Yeah. I mean, maybe he did work on that stuff. And, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing this out here, and I've, I've talked to a few guys about this. You know, Matt, what's what's baseball like right now at AAA after none of those guys or so many of them didn't even play last year? Um, what's the pitching like at AAA this year? Can you really go back there and, and really fix anything this season? I mean, some will, some won't. I, I'm guessing that there's something in between all that where, you know, Obviously, you know, the history tells you it's it's minor league baseball for a reason, but there are a lot of guys that, you know, are on the cusp of being up here or have been up here and you know, is the competition and, and the challenge as good as it has been, you know, since you know, 2019. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I don't know how guys correct stuff sometimes. I don't know either. I, I don't. That's a good, and it's a great point by you that so many of those guys who are pitching right now at AAA did not have any competitive baseball last year. Yeah. And look at Lorenzo Kane. Lorenzo Kane's not the same guy right now after not playing last year, missing a year matters yeah it, it does and, and for guys who struggled at the plate last year um we're, we're still seeing it a little bit i think with christian yelich you know whether part of it is his back or not um it, it's going to take a while for some of these guys to get back we're, we're seeing it with some pitching you know right now at this level guys maybe aren't, aren't who they were and guys have made greater leaps because you know they're at their point of their career where that can happen right now, and you'd expect it to. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's go to Sparky in Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay, Matt. Hey, this and uh, thanks for taking my call here. Just a, a thought, on Keston Hira. How many times over the course of baseball, somebody's come to the big leagues uh, tear the, uh, to cover off the ball, played real well. And all of a sudden, pitching coaches and pitchers and organizations, they, they get a read on a ball player, and uh, the ball player can't make the, the adjustments that they need to make to uh, you know, counteract all this back-and-forth stuff with hitters. And there have been a number of players over the course of time that have done well, and all of a sudden, you know, everything goes to heck on them. You know, and Hera might be just one of those guys where he may never be able to to make those adjustments to to get back to what he was like before. So, you know, I'm sure we could list a, a bunch of players over the years that really just kind of fizzled out. But the other thought I have on this is what are, what are the other options that the Brewers have for first base? Because Vogelbach, uh, I'm sure he's not going to be an everyday first baseman. And, you know, I, I don't know the answer. And I don't know if you guys know the answer, but what are your other options if you – what have here go back to the minor leagues? You've got to have somebody play first base, and that's such a an important position, first and third. And you know the Brewers just don't get any production, third base or first base. So anyhow, that was just my thought on the Hero situation. 
And yes, Mark, I, I appreciate the phone call. Day. And I think the I would say this. I would to to the first part of that question, Craig. Yeah, there's there's a million guys who get to the big leagues and are really good, and then all of a sudden they kind of peter out and, and they just don't have much of a career. But how many of those guys are? first-round draft picks, can't-miss kind of guys, jet through the system. Yeah, the, the profile of a Keston Hira, those are not the kind of guys that are generally the ones who get to the big leagues, have some early success, and then can't replicate it moving forward. Not, not the success that he had. Uh, I mean, I, I, I know there's a couple of players that the Brewers have picked up that are, have been first-round picks, you know, that are with this club or in this organization that they have picked up within this calendar year who, who did not have the success at the big league level that Hira did when he first came up. Maybe didn't even have the track record in the in the minor leagues. But remember, he played college baseball too, so he didn't have a, a long venue as a, you know, as a top pick in the minor league system and stuff. This guy's always hit. And I, I think clearly from last year to this year, you know, he's he's not getting much to hit in the strike zone. He's getting a lot of sliders, a lot of sinkers right now, um, and and he can't lay off them. I mean, that's that's a major part of the problem right now. And then he'll take something up in the zone, and, and he'll swing at it when it's actually out of the zone. So he's having a, a, a lot of problems at this issue, at this point, that he didn't have issues with before. I think I saw recently, it's something along these lines, and you'll get the gist of where I'm going with this. I think I saw a stat recently that said since the beginning of last year, he led the big leagues on swings and misses on pitches in the zone when he was ahead in the count. So there's a lot going on there. But if if he's ahead in the count, that means the pitcher is more often than not really trying to put something in the strike zone. All the pitches in the strike zone that he's swinging and missing. I know that's kind of a complicated thing that I just said, but I also think it's incredibly telling. Well, it, it's hitter's advantage and pitcher's advantage. And if pitchers need to throw you strikes, you shouldn't be swinging and missing, right. missing on yeah. those. I mean, true strikes that need to be basically fastballs for the most part when they need to get something over the plate. And and he, he's, like I said, he's struggling with a lot of issues here right now. Yeah, he, uh, he absolutely is. As far as the what to do over at, at first base, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Vogelback has given you more production than Hira has this year, but it's not to the level that you want. You can always put Travis Shaw over there, but, I mean, Shaw's hitting 200 right now. You put Shaw there, Luis Arias is going to play a little bit more at third. I, look, I've gotten text messages today, and, like, I don't even want to read the text messages, to be perfectly honest with you, because people are, are coming up with wacky ideas. There's people, multiple people texting in about putting Tyrone Taylor at first base, and I think that's a wacky idea, and I don't think it's going to happen. You just, Look, we saw with Keston Hira what – how tough it is just to throw a guy at first. You're going to try to have somebody play at the big league level at first base. I think that's a really bad idea. But at this point, you're looking for production. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, the other thing is if this team stays in contention, who's to say they wouldn't make a trade to bring in a true first baseman right now? I that's mean, the thing, I mean, yeah. You just, look, if you're, if you're looking for answers within the organization, the answers are pretty much on the major league roster here right now. I don't think there's anything in the minor leagues that's going to save the day. They don't have a, a, a top prospect over at first base over there right now that's hitting 350 that's, that's pounding on the door to come here. Um, at least that I'm not aware of. Uh, so this is this has been you know something that they've tried to to patch together. And to be quite honest with you, as, as Sparky or last caller mentioned, you need production in those corner infield spots. And and by putting Hira over there for the spring and having him spend six weeks at first base, that was the answer. And you hope the bat was was going to come alive again after, you know, a tough 60-game season last year because history says this guy can hit. Well, he's not hitting now. Now what do you do? I mean, I don't think Vogelback can can uh, play there every single day and, and face left-handed hitters as well. Um, Travis Shaw's a left-handed hitter as well. So, I mean, even thinking of platooning them doesn't make a lot of sense at this point. So, I don't know, pal. I think we're talking our way around things, and, and uh, you know, we, we're we not exactly sure what they're going to end up doing. One name. One name in the organization, not on the 40-man roster. He, he's playing third base 
at Nashville. I don't know if he's played much first base in his career, but if you play third base more often than not, you can. It's this is not an outfielder going to first base. This is a third right, baseman right. going to first base. It's different. Uh, Zach Green at AAA Nashville is hitting 267. He has nine home runs. He has 26 RBIs. His OPS is over a thousand. I mean, it's it, it for me and you. It's worth a look. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I mean, uh, you're right. If you if he's already playing a corner infield spot, it might be his time to to get a shot up here. I I don't know exactly. You know what his stages are if. if for development according to their game plan, though. Yeah, that's that, that's a name. Yeah, People want a name? There's a name. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. It is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers fall today to Detroit by a 10-7 score. We'll get more into the game coming up in just a moment here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Tyrone to right and deep. Way back. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Tyrone Taylor. It is a 6-2 game now, and welcome back, TT. 10-7, Brewers fall to Detroit. I'm Matt Pauley. That's Craig Kishon. If you want to join us, 855 855- 616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Uh, really nice day from Tyrone Taylor. That, w- that was good to see. Uh, he took his success. He uh, he was the uh, the AAA East player of the week. Went back. You know, I, he had been struggling here at the big league level. He's in about 200. Goes back down. Just really turned it back around there uh, at, at Nashville. Comes up and continues to uh, swing a hot bat. And, and you do that, you hope to see him maybe stay in the lineup a little bit more uh, and really reward him. Sometimes it feels like, and I know, I know the Brewers have an idea on what their lineups are going to be. They they knew what tomorrow's lineup was generally going to be before today's game even got started. But in, in a way, I'll be disappointed if if we are not tomorrow, but Thursday. And in a way, right, right. there's some disappointment if Taylor doesn't get the opportunity to stay in there after the day that he had today. Yeah, I th- and I think he will. I mean, look. Um... You know, Jackie Bradley Jr., I, I was so excited when they signed him. I know everybody was, and he's a, he's a great guy. He plays a hell of an outfield. And and I just can't believe we're into the month of June, and, and his he still isn't even close to batting 200 for this team right now. He's really had every difficult time trying to get things going offensively for this team. So I, I think you have to give Taylor – you know those extra chances when the opportunity comes for him. I think I think Tyrone Taylor is on the cusp of, you know, making that next jump to stay at this level. Um, I think it's been you know a real pleasure to watch his growth mm-hmm. since since the pandemic year and and um, you know guys got got some big time pop and he's a smart kid. He just needs that experience. He needs to get his feet on a major league field every single day from, you know, this time out to to get him going and stuff. But a uh, good multi-home run game for him. He really crushed that second one, showing his potential, though. Yeah, absolutely. have a number of text messages asking about uh, the decision to bring Eric Lauer back out for the third inning. This was a really weird day when it comes to Lauer. He had, he had a moment in the game where he came off the mound when time was called and he was really awkward. Uh, Craig Council said that uh, there was a little bit of a tweak in the back there. The the training staff went out and took a look at him. They let him throw a pitch. He threw a pitch in the high 90s. They let him stay out there. He was not overly effective. Came back out for the third inning. Just I was really. They, they had somebody up in the bullpen ready to go. Richards was up. This was a. It was. It was weird. It was just weird watching everything that happened with Lauer. And a lot of people are complaining about him coming back out for the third. Uh, I think there's some some merit to those complaints. It's just. It was really weird. Yeah, it was. It was an odd game because the the bats finally came alive. Um, five home runs and you lose. I mean that that just doesn't happen with this club. Um, even. Even getting to five runs, this is only the second time all season, Matt, that the Brewers lost scoring five or more runs. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those nights. But I was actually surprised when Lauer went back out there to start the third inning. It's a 6-2 game. And I'm thinking to myself, 
I mean, I can't be alone on this. He doesn't. He doesn't have it tonight, and I, nobody knew what the extent of the uh, potential injury was that they came to look at last inning. But just the bottom line that you're, you're thinking to yourself: there's seven innings left of this game, and it's only a four-run deficit. And you've crushed this pitcher Boyd last year when you saw him for seven runs in three innings. Um, there's nobody over on the Detroit side that should scare this club, and. Obviously, that was the case tonight. They hit a lot of home runs. I, I just thought that kind of every run given up from this point forward mattered a lot. Yeah, and and that kind of that was my attitude from the third inning on when I saw him come back out, and then to learn that Hauser was going to be your your long relief guy tonight. Nobody knew that he was coming out of the rotation to be in the bullpen tonight until it happened. So. But that was part of their game plan. That was that was you know a philosophy for tonight for them that they hoped worked. I also thought it was kind of weird. You know, we see with Christian Yelich when it comes to the back how careful they are with him because they want to kind of they they, they want to massage it and, and just try to not like physically massage it, but massage in just the sense of trying to work through everything and you know. Give him a day off here. Give him a day off there. Try to keep him as healthy as possible yeah. to to go forward. If all of a sudden the guy is dealing with a back issue, there, we don't know the extent of the back issue. Obviously, if it was bad enough, the training staff at that point is going to step in and say, "No, this guy's got to get get out of this game." But it does sound. It feels a little bit weird when we find out that there was a back tweak and he's allowed to stay out there. Yeah, I think I think that just you know. The weirdness side won yeah. tonight yeah. in, in a yeah. lot of different ways. It just did, and and that was certainly one of them. And this this is a funny game because I, I don't remember another game this year that just kind of felt like this is winnable. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can avoid this, or you can avoid that, or you make this move, you make that move. You know, um, I'm not saying it's simple, don't get me wrong, but it was just uh, – it was weirdness upon weirdness upon weirdness. First one like this this year, and yeah, you, you get you I, get I a agree. few of these a year where it just it was it, stuff just didn't line up the way yeah. it does in a normal game. Full moon anywhere? Were there werewolves somewhere outside American Family Field? Where uh, do they sit in the seating pods? Not anymore. They don't have to wear masks. No more masks. No more masks. That's a good thing. Hey, that was the positive yeah. out of today. It's June first. And we saw our crowd here and the people who work here. We saw their faces for the first time in over two years. That yeah, was nice. It's, uh, it's good I to see people. I will say that. It was nice. Yeah. I, uh, I may have to start shaving a little bit more now. Yeah, I actually, don't have a mask to cover. Uh, I said most people look good. <laughs> you didn't fall in that category. You're a TV guy. I'm a radio guy. I don't have to look good, <laughs> I'm right? I'm just kidding you. Uh, by the way, mentioning the uh, the five home runs, so hitting five home runs and losing a game, that is a franchise record for the Brewers. It ties a franchise record. Last time it happened was June of 2007. This is courtesy of uh, Adam McAlvey, who tweeted this out earlier. Uh, Jeff Supan, Supan started uh, at Minnesota in June of 2007. The Brewers hit five home runs in that game, including a Prince Fielder inside the Parker. I'll bet you Ned Yo said, soup pitch good. <laughs> that was, that's kind of the standard line around here from that era. Yeah, you know, the other, I'm, I'm not sure you, you addressed this earlier because I wasn't on your show yet, but uh, how about only a seventh time in it's Major our show, League Craig. history? When you're here, it's our uh, show. Come on. All right. Seventh time in Major League history that uh, four players within the game each hit two home runs. Yeah. Seventh time. It's only the seventh time that's ever happened. This is what I love about baseball. There's, I mean, think about that. It's it's you know this, this happened less than ten times. Yes, in seven, how many games? Seven is less than ten. Thank seven you, is less than ten. <laughs> it's a weird night. Oh, it is. It's just it's hard to like. And, and I know people are listening to this and they they want to hear us break down this game. I'm telling you, this is one of the toughest games where it's to, where, where it's just challenging to really evaluate anything that happened because everything's wacky. I think the most important thing is the Brewers play baseball in a certain way, and when they don't play baseball that way, and the game doesn't kind of go the way it is, you're trying to figure out what did I just watch for the last four hours? Yeah, well, I'll tell you this: uh, I would rather if you're going to lose a game, I'd rather watch. Uh, a game similar to this, though, because I will say uh, my silver lining, I have two. Uh, one is what Hauser was able to do out of the bullpen, five innings, just one earned run given up. But the big silver lining was what have we all been waiting for for two months is this team to score, right? this team to hit home runs. 
hit multi home runs, do your thing, get in the swing, let's get going, let's let's hope that's contagious a little bit with with the bats. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it, at least we saw that tonight. Can I be a smart aleck for a second? You sure can. Brewers fans have also been waiting two years for Jonathan Scope to hit. Oh, brother, you got it, man. He he crushed he crushed he did. the Brewer he pitching did. for the last two days. And that's not fair. I mean, he was a really good hitter before his time with the Brewers, and he was a really good hitter immediately following his time with the, He just didn't hit with the Brewers. No, here's the thing. He was an awful hitter his short time with yeah. the Brewers when they needed him. Yeah. And I'm being really harsh on him for that, but it... But it's true. It's 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 so weird when a guy who has that profile and that track record and was was good beforehand and good after for whatever reason he just did not perform well, with the know, Brewers. And here's the thing. Um, here's the thing about that. It, does Jackie Bradley Jr. start falling in that category? Maybe. I I I look at him and I go, is he a National League guy? See, that's my thing. Yeah. Jonathan Scope wasn't. Right. He came for his whole career he was yeah. with the Orioles, and he was in a – I mean, it was just completely different when he came over mm-hmm. here. Different spot in the, uh, in the uh, infield, uh, different spot in the batting order. Wasn't sure every day if he was going to play. And so those types of things, we talk about Keston Hira. Uh, what's wrong with him? How can we fix it? This stuff isn't easy. This stuff isn't easy. This is a this is a really difficult game to play. We'll we'll say this till we're blue in the face. It it just is. Um, you you just can't say go do this and do have the same production you've always had. It just just doesn't work out that way. I I want to look at this real quick to see if I remember correctly. I started having the the Nash because there are some guys that for whatever reason. They just they, they perform better in one league or the other. It was the second game of that Kansas City series when he had a couple hits, and it just there, there seemed to be a comfort level for him. I thought when totally he was playing agree. in Kansas City, I, I thought yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Thought, so this is uh, JBJ's first time in the in the National League, and it, it could very well be a comfort level type thing. I mean, we don't know, and and I don't think he'd come out there and, and say it right away. I'm not comfortable being here. He's, this is his job. He wants to do as best he can, and of course, that's uh, you know we we hope that the next three or four months that'll happen. Ten seven Brewers fall to Detroit. We will hear those post game comments of manager Craig Council. That's next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Garcia lines a rocket to left center. Get down, baby. This is going to score a run to the center field wall. Garcia with a double. Here comes Yelich. And the Brewers pick up one more on a rocket to center by Abasail Garcia. We're going to hear a lot of those highlights coming up in about 10 minutes or so as uh, it is a jam-packed, very busy highlight segment tonight here on Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Matt Pauley coming your way live from American Family Field. Brewers lose to Detroit by a 10-7 score. Weird night for Eric Lauer. The beginning of his day, he looked good and then just kind of lost it. At one point, uh, they went out to take a look at him. Turns out he was banged up, but they let him stay in the game. And as manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago, opened up his thoughts, giving an update uh, on Lauer and what was going on when uh, they went and took a look at him. He, he was just making some movements that we just we wanted to check on. Um and um, and he felt he said he felt a little bit with his lower back, but but uh, just on one pitch, and, and and didn't really feel it after that. Craig, do you do you think his pitch count got to him a little bit that inning? He threw a lot of pitches in the first and the second. Um, two barks really hurt. No, I mean, no, I, I just don't think Eric could could put the ball where he wanted to tonight. Really, um, I mean, you know, velocity wise, this is the best probably we've seen Eric you know, all, all year and maybe since we've had him. So I just, I just don't think he could, he just didn't get the ball where he wanted to at all tonight. I mean, the first inning was, was really good. You know, we, the air cost him some pitches, but he was, he, you know, he pitched through the ball wet really well in the first inning. And, um, you know, after the, after the slider got, got hit out, uh, by, uh, by Hasi or whatever. And then he just, you know, they just, they had some good at bats after that. Just made him work really hard for it. Greg, what about the job that Adrian did out of the bullpen to cover five innings for you? 
Yes. I mean, so the plan going in was that, that Eric and Adrian were going to have to cover the bulk of the game. We're just, just with, we had some, a bunch of relievers were down tonight. So, um, you know, we're hoping to split it up a little more evenly, but, but they, um, but, but Adrian did a heck of a job. I mean, he, he, he pitched really good. He gave us a chance to win really. Um, he, he kept us in it. Um, and we chipped away a little bit. We just, the hole was just a little bit too big, unfortunately. Craig, uh, you said before the game you hoped Tyrone would bring that hot stick with him nationally. He hits two home runs. I mean, you know, with Lowe being out for a while now, maybe he can help, huh? Yeah, no, it was, he had a beautiful, he had a great day. Um, and he did what, uh, you know, we're hoping he does. And that's, you know, when he put put him there against left-handed pitching and, you know, he's really, he's dangerous there. And, and he did a great job tonight. Been a while since we've seen the ball carry like that here, uh, Craig. Uh, four different guys with two homers. You don't see stuff like that very often. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I mean, those were homers. I mean, those are, that's not, I don't think the ball was carrying tonight. I think the ball was just some guys had good at bats and put good swings on balls on both sides. Craig, what it, you know, Yardley threw the ball great the other night in Washington. What, what do you think happened with him tonight, that wildness? Yeah, I mean, he he didn't, you know, he was struggling with his release point clearly, and and um, you know the, the the getting the slider over was was a problem. Just the misses with the slider has has been a little bit of a problem this year. The kind of the big misses and the not being close with some of them. Um, those have been some, some just some free pitches for hitters. So, you know, he he that, that's basically it, right? He didn't. He was he, the misses are too big. You know, um, you have to have them. On the plate, down, out, down on the plate, just off the plate. Um, just several of them were kind of non-competitive pitches tonight. Craig, with what Hauser did and, and uh, the off day, do you expect to be sort of aligned right again by by Thursday? Does that give you a chance to get things? Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll we'll be good on Thursday for sure. Um, you know, this is this is kind of the day that we we got caught up to us a little bit the Friday off the off day on Friday helped us out a little bit, but, but the games, how they've sequenced have got, got us behind a little bit today. So, you know, we ended up getting seven innings from our two, you know, the two guys, Adrian and Eric, but um, you know, it's just unfortunate when you, when the swing, the bats, well, that we don't, you know, it, it kind of goes to waste. The, the five homers and the lose in a loss had us scrambling for the last time that happened. You remember the Prince Fielder inside the park game and at the Metrodome? I remember that. I don't remember anything else about it. <laughs> well, it was the last time you guys hit five homers and didn't yeah. win the game. The Prince was, I think, the last of them. Craig, Craig, on a night when a lot of guys had, you know, a lot of good swings and no really rough night for Keston, what can you say about what's going on with him right now? <laughs> Yeah, un- unfortunately, you know, just kind of the opposite of Tyrone. He, he went, he, you know, they both went down there and had a lot of success. Um, you know, Keston's hot streak down there is not translated here. Um, and, you know, it, it's, you know, we, we got to evaluate it. There's no question. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, he has not had a good night since he's been back, really. Um, decent day yesterday. But, you know, we, we need production from that spot. Um uh, that's that's the bottom line. Anything else? Can you give us who gets the ball first for you on Thursday? Uh, Thursday's Brett Anderson. That's Magic Creek Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. And again, if you're just tuning in, we talked about it a lot earlier on the program. Just based off those comments, I would be very surprised if Keston here is on the Major League roster on Thursday. I think those. Those comments from Craig Council would lead me to believe that they're going to have to do something, uh, whether that's send them to, to AAA or I don't know what the other answer would be. Uh, you, you find an injury, if he's a little bit banged up, something's going on, get him on the injury list, get him some time. I, again, I don't know what the answer is, but just based off the way he said those things, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised if Keston here is on the roster on Thursday when they open up the series against the Diamondbacks. We'll take a break when we come back. Oh, we got lots of highlights from this one. That's what happens when 17 runs are scored in a game. We'll go back to the game with those highlights next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? 
Fly ball. This. Deep right. And this. Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. It was a wild one. Tigers over the Brewers, 10-7 pitching matchup. Eric Lauer going for the crew. Matthew Boyd getting the start for the Tigers. It would be the Brewers who would strike first. Bottom of the first inning, first hitter for the crew, Colton Wong. Boyd, a quick worker. Swinging and a fly to right. Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Colton Wong! Make that three! In the home run department for Colton Wong. And the Brewers have the lead. But the Tigers would answer that and more in the top of the second inning. It all starts with Eric Haas leading things off. Swinging and a liner to left. This one may tie the game. It did. Eric Haas just hit one out of here, and we are back to even. Tied at one apiece. That's his third home run on the year. A rocket to left. With one out, Willie Castro gets a base hit. And then with two outs, Robbie Grossman walks. The runner's on at first and second for uh, Jamer Candelario, who walks as well. Bases are loaded for Miguel Cabrera. Here comes Eric Lauer, swinging at a liner to the gap in right center. This one could get in there for extra bases. Two runs are going to score and make that three. The throw coming on from Colton Wong. And the Tigers have the lead. Miguel Cabrera with a two-out double to the gap in right center. But still not done. Next hitter is old friend Jonathan Scope. Lauer deals again. Swing and a drive, and Detroit's going to add a couple of more. Jonathan Scope just hit one out of here, and it's now 6-1 to one Detroit. But the Brewers get one of those runs back in the bottom of the second inning with one out, Tyrone Taylor at the plate. Tyrone to right and deep, way back, get up, get out of here, gone for Tyrone Taylor. It is a 6-2 game now, and welcome back, TT. It is a game of home run derby. Eric Lauer would come back out to pitch the third for the Brewers. For some, that was a bit of a surprise for him to return, and the first batter he would face in the third is Eric Haas. 2-0 pitch to Haas, and he drives this one out to center. Tyrone Taylor back on it. At the warning track, leaps up. It's going to get out of here. Taylor tried to pull it back, and it just snuck over the 400 sign out there in dead center. And Haas has gone deep for the second time today. After a Victor Reyes base hit, Lauer's day would be done. Trevor Richards comes on. He gets out of the inning. It's a 7-2 game. The Brewers, they would get a couple of those runs back in the bottom of the third inning. Daniel Robertson would walk to lead the inning off. Next hitter, Colton Wong. First pitch to Wong. And Wong drives one out to right center. This one's hit deep and way back there. Wong with his second home run of the night. And the Brewers get a pair on a two-run shot. It's 7-4. Things would start to settle down just a bit. Adrian Hauser then comes into the game. It was a bit of a surprise to see him warming in the bullpen, but we learned from Craig Council that uh, because they had a depleted bullpen, the plan was to go with Eric Lauer and Adrian Hauser really in a piggyback situation to cover as much of the game as possible. That's part of the reason that Lauer came back out for the third. Obviously, they were trying to get as many innings as possible because the bullpen was not in a place. There were a lot of uh, pitchers who were not available in this game for whatever reason. In the fourth inning, Hauser on to pitch. He would load the bases but would not allow any runs to score. So it remains a 7-4 game. It would remain that way until the bottom of the fifth inning. That's when the Brewers would get back on the board with one out, excuse me, with two outs. Christian Yelich gets a base hit and it brings up Aviseo Garcia. Garcia lines a rocket to left center. Get down, baby. This is going to score a run to the center field wall. Garcia with a double. Here comes Yelich. And the Brewers pick up one more on a rocket to center by Abasail Garcia. That would end the day for Matthew Boyd as Joe Jimenez would then come into the game. He would get out of the fifth. It's a 7-5 game, so the Brewers right there in it. But the Tigers would uh, get back in the scoring column in the sixth inning. 
inning gets started with a uh, Miguel Cabrera ground out, but then that would bring up Jonathan Scope again. Games hit to left, and Jonathan Scope has gone yard again for the second time tonight. That's his seventh of the year, and there was no doubt about that, baby. Brewers will be glad to not be facing Jonathan Scope anymore. So that makes it an 8-5 score. It would stay that way for a while. Derek Holland would come in to pitch in the sixth inning for the Tigers all along. Uh, Adrian Hauser, that was really his only blemish. In the eighth inning, new pitcher Tyler Alexander for Detroit. He would uh, strike out of Isael Garcia and Omar Narvaez and then would face off against Tyrone Taylor. And the pitch. Swinging a drive in the left and deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and gone. Tyrone Taylor hits his second in the game. That one to the second deck above a restaurant to be named later. After a really good day from Adrian Hauser, Eric Yardley would come into the game. He would walk Eric Haas. Then Akil Badu would replace Victor Reyes. He would walk. So runners on at first and second. A wild pitch, moving the runners to second and third. That allows Willie Castro to hit a sacrifice fly. It scores Haas. Then Nomar Mazzara doubles. That scores Badu. And a two-run ninth inning for the Tigers makes it 10-6. To the bottom of the inning, uh, Gregory Soto comes on to pitch for the Tigers, and he faces off against Luis Arias. Swinging a drive to left. Warning track. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Luis Arias. And they're battling back. It's 10-7 now. Soto was wild. He almost hit Travis Shaw with high 90s multiple times. Eventually he walks. Then Colton Wong, he almost got hit high by one of those high 90 pitches. At that point, the Brewers dug out not happy with what was going on. Colton Wong would end up grounding out. Uh, he would reach on fielder's choice where Travis Shaw was out second. Willie Adamas would strike out. Christian Yelich would strike out. And that would end the game as the Tigers get the 10-7 win. With the win, Tigers go to 23-32. and The Brewers with the loss, they drop to 29-26 and as their five-game winning streak comes to an end. Winning totals for Detroit, 10 runs, 13 hits, no errors. They leave 10 for the Brewers, 7 runs, 7 hits, 1 error, and they leave 5. The winning pitcher, Derek Holland, he goes to 1-1. Eric Lauer, the loss, he's 1-2. Home runs in the game. All right, here we go. First off for Detroit, Haas hitting his third and fourth of the year. Scope hitting his sixth and seventh of the year. For the Brewers, Colton Wong hitting his third and fourth. Tyrone Taylor hitting his fourth and fifth. Luis Arias hitting his sixth of the season. Game lasting three hours and 37 minutes played in front of a crowd of 12,058 here at American Family Field. Brewers come up short against Detroit. Final score 10-7. We'll come back. We'll look ahead to the Diamondback series that will begin on Thursday. We'll also give you some scores from around baseball. Back with more in just a moment. Brewers fall 10-7 to Detroit. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 10-7 Brewers lose to Detroit. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ live from American Family Field. Just a couple minutes left here in the program. Brewers off tomorrow before they open up a four-game weekend series against the Diamondbacks, which is set to begin on Thursday. Let's go around the National League Central. The Cincinnati Reds had a rough night. The Phillies absolutely put it on them. Phillies win by a 17-3 score. That's a rough night at the yard for the Reds. Sonny Gray got the start. He didn't pitch that bad. I mean, not great. Four and two-thirds innings, four runs, three earned on six hits. But then uh, the bullpen for the Reds, not good. Not good at all. Three different guys gave up at least three innings in their outings. That's a rough day for the Reds' pitching staff. Cubs, they take their strong May and take it into the month of June. They knock off the Padres by a 4-3 score. Pirates, they get doubled up by the Royals in Kansas City, 10-5. 
Cardinals are in action right now in Los Angeles playing the Dodgers. That game is tied 2-2 in the top of the eighth inning. The big news coming out of St. Louis prior to the game, their ace, Jack Flaherty, he's got an oblique issue. He is going on the injured list, and he is going to be on the injured list for an undetermined amount of time, but it looks like it's going to be an extended absence for Flaherty, so that certainly impacts the Cardinals, a team that looked like uh, would be contending for a division title, and we know they tend to do that no matter what, but uh, that certainly hurts their chances. Around the Brewers' minor league system, how about the Nashville Sounds? They knock off Charlotte by a 6-4 score, and with that, Nashville has now won 13 straight games. Blaine Hardy picking up the win tonight for Nashville. He is 2-0 with a 3.98 ERA. Double A Biloxi, they lose at Montgomery tonight by a 5 2 score. The Wisconsin Timber Rattlers at High A, they knock off uh, Peoria by a 3 nothing score. Wisconsin getting back above 500. They have a record of 13 and 12. And then at Low A, uh, it was Carolina losing at home to Down East by a 4 3 score. Carolina still putting together a pretty solid season as uh, they have a record of 16 and 9. Once again, in our game, Brewers lose to Detroit by a 10-7 score. If you're just now getting with us, uh, the kind of the, the big things that came out of this one today, Brewers hit a bunch of home runs. They have five of them and two guys hitting two home runs each in uh, Tyrone Taylor and uh, Colton Wong in addition to uh, one home run from Luis Arias. It was a tough start for Eric Lauer who was dealing with a little bit of a back issue as he was out there pitching, but the Brewers had a very short bullpen tonight, so it was uh, Lauer and Adrian Hauser who were being expected to cover most of the innings, so Lauer may be allowed to go deeper into the game than he normally would have uh, just because the Brewers didn't have a whole lot in the bullpen, uh, and uh, with that, he pitched into the third inning. Uh, Adrian Hauser would eventually go five innings. He looked really good, giving up just one run on five hits, six strikeouts, and two walks for uh, Hauser. And Keston here continues to struggle. He's one for 23 since returning uh, from Nashville. That one hit came in his first game back. He went 0 for 4 tonight with three strikeouts. His batting average all the way down to 127. And uh, just based off the comments made by manager Craig Council after the game, uh, there seems to be an indication that there's a good chance that uh, they may have to make a move with Harris sending him back down to AAA or something prior to Thursday. Just trying to read between the lines on what uh, Craig Council had to say after the game. No official announcement was made, but uh, certainly not a great situation right now for uh, Keston here as he continues to try to get that bat going. Brewers off tomorrow. They will open up a series against Arizona coming up on Thursday night. Brett Anderson, he is the scheduled starter for the crew. That's going to be a 6.40 first pitch, and uh, I'll be back with you immediately following the game. Again, the Brewers fall short today 10-7. We'll talk to you Thursday here on WTMJ.